This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I'm Cheney Ogwumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. Blue wire. Breaking news: LeBron is a Laker. This Clippers team will win a championship this year. Paul George, corner three. Yes, sir. Bryant has to put it up with the buzzer. Backs it in. <laughs> he backs in the three, and the Lakers win the game. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Battle for LA podcast, part of the Clutch Points and Blue Wire Networks. Uh, as usual, Tomer Zarli, your uh, Clutch Points host for the podcast. I've got a special guest today. Uh, a few weeks ago, I would have said two-time champion. Today, I'm saying three-time champion. Uh, Danny Green, Green Ranger uh, of the Los Angeles Lakers, joining me today. Danny, thank you very much. I appreciate you taking the time. No, thank you, man. I appreciate you having me, man. It's always uh, great to catch up. Uh, how's everything with you? How, how have the last couple of weeks been uh, for you since winning the title? Obviously, I'm sure it's been just a, a storm of things coming coming through. Yeah, I mean, you know how, I mean, I guess some people know how it is. Um, I've been fortunate enough to experience some other ones, but when you win, uh, it's a short off season, a lot of obligations, but luckily, thankfully for us, there's a pandemic going on. So a lot of them are virtual. So it's virtual obligations and a lot of over the phone and Zoom calls and, you know, um, podcasts via, you know, FaceTime and all that type of stuff. So um, things have been cool, man. It's been smooth and not as hectic as it normally would be because the pandemic is going on, but I'm not complaining about it. I'll tell you that what's what's life as a as a three-time NBA champion now I mean you've done it with three different teams uh you're one of four players to do it along with LeBron like what is that like you're you're on a historic pace here I said I've been lucky man um and right now life right now is very relaxed trying to relax so it's calming it's good to be out the bubble um it's good to get you know your mind in a good you know space uh, oh. so I'm gonna get a frame of mind right now but I'm um, just relaxing man trying to uh, enjoy the time off as much as I can because it looks like we might not have that much time off well, before we get into, into the, the next season, which I do want to get to, um, mm. there was a lot of asterisk talk about this bubble regarding who won and how they won. I'm curious for you, because you were there from the start to the finish, mm. um, you know, for the very first day, the very last day. Was this the toughest championship, you know, you've had yet? For sure. And I've said this over and over a number of times to everybody that has asked me. Um, it should be an asterisk because of how hard it is, not because it was easier. Uh, but this one by far was the most mentally and emotionally challenging being in that space. And what we've gone through all year, ups and downs, the roller coaster was unreal um, of the people that we lost and the, the breaks that we had to take, the time off, the stops, the restarts, uh, China, uh, so many different things and how long the season was instead of being in a bubble. Um, 
there's no doubt about it in my mind that this is definitely the toughest one uh, to be a part of. So what was it like when you guys finally got out of there? I know when you were going to the locker room, the first thing you said, one of the first things you said was, we're free, we're free. Yeah. What was it like to finally get out, get off that plane, be in L.A., be in, not in the bubble, I guess. <laughs> it was a, it was a relief, man, a big relief uh, to be able to, you know, take in some fresh air, some different air and be back home, you know, see my dogs. Uh, you know, I'm not too far from the beach. So, um, yeah, man, it was just a, a breath of fresh air and a big relief. Uh, being in the bubble, I mean, there's a lot, there's not a lot to do. Uh, you, you, you guys are on social media a lot. I mean, there's only so much you could do three months in. And you talked about how it was sort of a dark time for you, especially because of some of the hate and the death threats you got. Uh, if you want to open up on it, just, I guess, what was that time like for you? And how did you get through that? Because social media can be a sort of dark place um, huh. during that, something like that. For sure. I don't like to use the term, you know, it was a dark time for me or a dark okay. place. Um, you know, that's never my thing. I don't look at things um, in a negative context or in, in a negative light. <clears throat> I always try to find the positives. Um, I do say it was tough. It wasn't easy. Um, but so being in L.A. for, you know, some months previous to being in the bubble um, and being a part of the Lakers organization, I, I know what comes with it. And I knew it come with it throughout those months. I was, I was kind of used to the criticisms and things like that. But when you're the only sport that's playing at one point and everything is focused on you guys and basketball, everything is more magnified. Uh, so it was tough, man. It was a tough situation. Uh, it was tough times. It wasn't easy being in that area, being in that scenario. Um, but now we've gotten used to it. We got adapted to it a little bit. So it happens again. Obviously, we know how to operate in it. Uh, but hopefully it doesn't happen again. But um, yeah, man, it was it just wasn't easy. It was it was tough, and um, you know, it's a lot of stuff that I don't take seriously. It's not the first time I've gotten threats or criticism. I've gotten threats before, and I've gotten criticism in every city I played in. It's a part of the game. It's, you know, it comes with it's what comes with the territory. So, um, you know, just take it for what it is. Block out the noise. Block out block the accounts that are fake people trying to you know message you, or whatever. Um, ignore you know everything else. Try to stay off of social media. Try to stay off of you know, sports channels and basketball talk and try to escape as best you can while you're in there and stay fresh so that when you do play the game, you know, you're not burnt out. But, um, yeah, man, it was, it was just a tough time. Was it tough for you to adjust when you first came into the league um, to that kind of stuff happening on social media? Um, when I first came to the league, we didn't have social media like that. So I was <laughs> lucky enough. <laughs> I'm not that old, but there was no Instagram. There was no – there might have been Twitter. Right. That was 12 years ago. So, you know, Instagram, like, oh, wait, well, I, I, yeah, I didn't have Instagram until like my year, my fourth or fifth year into the league. Twitter, same. I didn't get Twitter until, you know, I guess from being overseas, Twitter was out, but it wasn't, you know, Ninja wasn't on it like that. It wasn't that big. Mm -hmm. um, Instagram wasn't out yet. Uh, and so camera phones, of course, we had camera phones, but things weren't blasted as much on social media as it was until halfway through my career, about five, six years in and everything was social media, everything news traveled via Twitter, Instagram. Um, so I was able to, you know, experience a little bit of the league without it. Um, not fully without it, but um, you know, and obviously being in other markets, experiencing the, the growth of it, um, you know, you get used to it. So I said more than half my career, I've been, you know, criticized on social media. So we're kind of used to it. And obviously for the most of the year here, I've been criticized before the bubble. Uh, okay. So it's something that, you know, it, it doesn't phase me anymore. Now, you guys partied pretty hard that night, it looked like, and probably the next two nights as well. Um, who, who, who partied the hardest? And then a follow-up to that is, did you guys really forget Quinn Cook? 
I don't think they said we did, but I don't think we did. He was at the hotel pretty quickly. Um, I think he was messing around from <laughs> the story I heard. Uh, but yeah, I, I'd have to give MVP celebration to probably Jr. Keith. There's a couple guys that party pretty hard. Um, you know, we had a good time in Vegas. Kuz, Dwight. Um, you know, they they have some fun, man. So we have a team full of some guys um, who are veterans who've been in this league for a while and got a chance to experience mm-hmm. their first championship. And, um, you know, rightfully so, they celebrate the way they, they should. I mean, when you go throughout that run, um, you know, obviously you guys lost, I believe, game six. Uh, Miami, Jimmy five. Butler played his ass up. Game, game five, sorry. Game five, you won yeah. game six. Um, what was the mentality going into that game six? Um, because you guys blew him out of the water. But there was a lot of talk about, oh, Miami can make a comeback now, you know, 3-1, all this. I mean, you know how the media goes, man. They take any little small thing they can and try to make a run with it, um, you know, make a headline. Um, and every game, if you win, you're heroes. If you lose, you know, you're the worst your scapegoats. You're, you know, the worst team in the world. You're the best team in the world when you win one. Um, but obviously, you know, every, every game is a wake-up call. But our approach is no different than any other approach after a loss. It's to bounce back and win. Whether it's the same team or a different team, we want to play better. We want to make the proper adjustments and do better. Luckily, in the playoffs, you get to play the same team over and over so you can kind of learn them and adjust to them with the next game. So we always had that approach. We don't want to lose two games in a row. Um, we want to come out, obviously be better. Um, we know we didn't play a great game, game five. It shouldn't you know, have come down to the last shot. But with all that being said, we played. they played really pretty well, and we didn't play that good. And, you know, we were still in, in striking distance, which was a good sign. So we looked at it in a positive. And uh, so we just want to bounce back like we always do. Hey guys, wanted to pause real quick to tell you guys about Indeed. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving and that makes hiring more important than ever. And Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost their job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer is valid through December 31st. Jared Dudley uh, made some comments after saying that you guys laughed. Uh, when the Clippers blew their three-one, oh, you laughed right there. When the Clippers because, blew their, you know, does does is a character, man. You know, he, obviously, he's gonna speak his mind, and I'm sure, you know, we wanted that matchup for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I think everybody was just in shock. You know, um, everybody was just looking ahead, looking ahead, and thinking that these teams supposed to be there, this team's supposed to be there. Um, and I think they were so worried about everything else going on, everything that we were doing, that they're not focused on themselves. So I guess in the sense that it was just kind of ironic, in that sense, I don't think we were. You know, literally laughing. I mean, it it was kind of like whoa. You know what I'm saying? But um, because more of, of a how shocking much, laugh for sure. And it was more because of how much uh, talk they had throughout the years or throughout the year. 
um, how much they've been picked up in the city and how much the right, of course, the rivalry here, whenever the teams are good here, they're going to be back and forth. Um, so, yeah, um, it was just interesting and shocking to us, but I guess a shocking laugh to a sense. Yeah. So I guess, I guess where were you when you guys were watching the game and just, I guess all that fell apart and that happened uh, in, in the bubble, man, some of us, I mean, ain't much to replace the go. I mean, some people have a lounge, some guys watch together. We watch it in our room. Um, but I said it's just different because in the bubbles experience in the game seven, I don't think they Denver might beat them, but in a, bl a blowout, I don't think that happens. So, you know, um, for them to lose the way they did lose, I said it was a shock, but it was just ironic. That's why it was more of a laughable thing. It was more of an irony laugh than like, it's like, oh shit, you know, we never expected this to happen. Nobody expected this to happen, but it wasn't like, oh, you know, you guys are not good laugh. You know what I'm saying? Or you guys, yeah, you know, stunk it up. You know, it's just, I mean, a lot of scenarios, man, where, you know, things happen and, and things didn't turn out well for certain people and certain teams. So it was unfortunate for them, but yeah, it was a shock to us just as much as the world and just ironic because of how, you know, the stars lined for this hell of a playoff series for everybody, for us to play them and for the world to watch. I can't recall last time they had a Lakers Clippers playoff series. I don't think they ever did. So this would have been the first time that ever, yeah. especially with the teams at the, the level that they're at of, of talent wise. Um, so this is what the world has been waiting for. This is what all of California has probably been waiting for. And for the stars align that way and for it to come up short and not happen again. So it was just very ironic. From a personal perspective, uh, I mean, you played your entire year, uh, career with Kawhi up until this year. Uh, were you looking forward to that matchup? A lot of, I guess, bragging rights among each other. <laughs> uh, it's not a Kawhi matchup. You know, he's still a brother. He's still family. You know, we've gone through so many battles. Obviously, when we're on the court. We're, you know, we're competing. Um, so he's a competitor, but it was, it was more of a team matchups. Kawhi's not the one to talk. He doesn't talk trash like that. He doesn't talk shit like that. He's not like, oh, you know, he goes out and does his business, handles business the way he's supposed to. Um, but, you know, it's the other guys around him that probably do a lot more of the barking um, and, and, you know, the, the you know the wolf talk. So um, that's why I think in the city and it's a lot of the fans. So I think that's why the matchup we wanted and they wanted as well as so the world wanted to see because so because of the, the noise or because of some of the trash talking, because of you know, how much they, you know, some of the guys talked themselves up or thought they were going to be champions. And so we were counted out numerous, numerous times by everybody. And everybody thought that they were better than us. And so it's just ironic how it ended for them, um, you know, cut shortly before they can even get to us. How much bulletin board material did you guys have? Do you guys and have that kind of thing? Some, not, you mean like in the city? Well, I mean, just amongst yourself, you know, you said uh, people were counting you guys out. People were penning the Clippers in for the finals. They were penning Clippers bucks, stuff like that. I mean, you see, there's, there's viral clips, two-minute you know, clips of everybody saying, you know, we got the Clippers better than, or you know, the Lakers not have enough. You know, Lakers going to lose, or the Clippers are better than we have the Clippers above. Oh, I have the Clippers winning it all. I have the Clippers winning it, you know, the finals or going to the finals. Um, you know, there's a bunch of clips throughout the whole year from, you know, players to – analysts uh, you know everybody that has a voice has been you know banking on the clippers so um, yeah man it's just interesting to see and, and revert back and actually see them again but we've heard it all year and we've always and I, I don't mind being underdog i actually prefer to be the underdog and flying mm -hmm. under the radar but it's hard to fly under the radar when you have lebron james anthony davis and you're in los angeles uh but to be the underdog in the city was how we wanted it to be and said so we we had the choice we would definitely have loved to, to play them um in a seven game series you mentioned LeBron and AD, but for AD, how have you seen him develop from the start of the year, uh, an unproven playoff guy, uh, to the end of the year now champion? Um, unbelievable, man. His growth as a player just 
mentally, IQ wise, and maturity on the floor, um, and just adapt and adjust in each game. You can see see where his mistakes are because he's a force. He's an unguardable guy in my eyes, you know, because he's he's too big for smaller guys, fours, and too quick for five and can shoot it from outside. Uh, so when you have all that skill set and you just know how to attack it the right way, he sees how they're doubling him or they're and him making the adjustments because he hasn't been doubled like that before, I don't think. Um, his first time with this type of attention, mm-hmm. especially in the post, because he never was like a post guy. Uh, but to see him adapt and adjust and, and enforce his will on the game um, was, you know, was unbelievable to see. And I just love to see that his growth was amazing. You played with, um, you know, rookie year LeBron, uh, your, your rookie year LeBron. Mm-hmm. Um, you played against him in the finals back to back years in 13 and 14. Now you play with him this year. Mm-hmm. Um, which is the best LeBron that you've seen? And I guess how have, how has he developed over the years? I mean, I know it's a lot, but how has he developed? That's a tough question, man, because you see a best LeBron damn near every year. <laughs> you know, it seems like he gets yeah. better and better. But obviously in his prime, when he was, you know, still explosive now, but when he was at his highest level of explosiveness, um, you know, he had some great years in Miami. He had a great year in Cleveland. Um, but Obviously, this is the best LeBron to me because it's the first chance I got a chance to play with him actually on the court. As a rookie, I didn't play much. So to mm-hmm. so play with him and be a part of a championship with him, um, you know, this is the version. Of course, I would love him. I think is the best because I got a chance to experience it. And we actually won together. Um, I'll say I hated the other better versions of LeBron. We played against him in Miami uh, because he was fucking killing us. You know, so <laughs> 20, 2013, he was killing us. Even uh, 2014, even though we won 4 1, it was not an easy you know, task was not an easy road. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've seen many versions of LeBron, but the one that's my favorite is the one of me being a part of the team that he's won a championship in this this one. How has, um, I mean, obviously there's no parade, but yet, but departing from last year's Raptors where you won for an entire country mm-hmm. uh, compared to this year's parting for, as a team, I guess, because you can't have a parade yet. How has that compared? Uh, how has that been different? Um, it's hard. It's hard to say that I have to give you that comparison after the parade, if we ever have one, but you know, this, obviously the country of Canada is amazing. The Canadians are great city of Toronto was unbelievable. Um, never experienced before. Obviously LA has experienced it 16 times before this one. Um, so I wouldn't say they're spoiled, but along the lines, but still, <laughs> you know, they, and they are celebrating and enjoying this one. Like it's their first one. Um, and because, you know, Lakers are, you know, America's team, damn near. It seems like we're we're, you know, winning it for a whole country as well, like our country, because it seems like most of the Lake, a lot of Lakers fans throughout the whole nation. Yeah. Um. So you know, so it's hard to give you that comparison until we have a parade, but I think they're very similar because of how many Lakers fans are throughout the country. I realize this might be a tough question for you, given where you went to college, but uh, is LeBron <laughs> the goat after four rings, three different teams? I so I don't like to do those you know, those talks. Um, okay. I like to do, you know, I like to spell GOAT differently. You know, the, the greatest of their era. So G-O-T-E. I think those guys, all greatest of their eras. You know what I'm saying? I don't like to, because a lot of guys play different positions. A lot of guys, you know, they're all ahead of their time. And I appreciate uh-huh. each and every one of them, especially the ones that I'm a part of and be able to see up close and play with. Obviously, Mike, I was a youngin. I was a kid. Still idolize him. And obviously there, he was he's still God, but as a youngin. 
you don't get a chance to watch them up close. You don't get a chance to see. All you see is, you know, the greatness. You don't see any of the mistakes. So I try to do the same thing as a kid. I don't try to see any mistakes in these great guys, these guys that are great players. I try to just see, you know, the great plays that they do and how how well how well they do things, how efficiently they do things. Um, so, yeah, I don't do the, the G-O-A-T talks. I do the G-O-T-E talks, you know, the greatest of their era. Um, and there's a lot of those guys out there. Are you a believer in one who should, I guess, we should be doing more appreciating than in comparing, I guess? I feel like for we've sure. gotten too caught up in the definitely comparing talks. For sure. And obviously, it's great. It's great for barbershop talk. It's great for, but to, like, and I have these talks all the time. It's fun. You know, like I talk to my boys, oh, you think you can, you know, beat up Floyd in a fight? Like, it'll never happen. You know what I'm like, so right. these things will never happen. These matchups will never happen. Um, because they're like, oh, you know, Floyd's only this size. Like, and they see him, they're like, oh, he's so small. You know, so how do you, so you got hands, he'll beat the hell out of you. Um, but you know what I'm saying? So certain comparisons of like, oh, what if if you did this, would that hurt to this person? Or can you think you could beat this person? Um, you know, possibly any, any given day, somebody could lose in a fight. Somebody could lose in a shooting. Somebody could lose on the field. Somebody could lose in a race. Um, but, you know, how likely that, those possibilities are very slim to none. And slim is out the door, damn near so. You're never going to see some of these greats match up against each other. Um, you're never going to, you know, know unless you see them, you know, play against each other, which won't happen. But it's good to have those talks, uh, you know, to compare a little bit to see who has what. I'm obviously, some there's always guys going to be better in other areas than others. Um, but it doesn't take away from their greatness and how good they are. Um, so it's just good to have those. It's fun to have the barbershop talks, the fun with your homeboys and compare and see who has what, who's better at what. Um, but at the end of the day, they're all great. And that's why we're talking about them. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so, yeah, I'm the one of the guys that I like to appreciate um, and give the respect to everybody because, you know, everybody thinks there's a reason why everybody's here. There's a reason why everybody's in their position. There's a reason why everybody's right. in the NBA, NFL, mm-hmm. MLB. Um, so certain guys, they look at guys, and like, oh, that guy's a bum or he's not good. I'm like, <laughs> you might want to retract that statement. You know, these guys are professionals at what they do. And you couldn't do half of what they do in their position. So, um, yeah, I like to appreciate everybody at their craft, man. I respect everybody, uh, uh, everybody's greatness and what they do. When you guys went through that, um, the stoppage with the Bucks um, striking against that game, uh, you guys all came together and didn't play. Uh, was was there a legitimate concern that you guys would walk away from that? Um, I don't say concern. We're never concerned or worried. Um, you know, guys in this league have been around long enough. And some guys, the guys have made enough. Some most guys have made their money and been okay. Um, obviously, we love the game of basketball. We know there's always a way to figure out something else. We can make something happen. Um, so we were just more aware and, and figuring out. You know, I wouldn't say concerned or worried, but we knew. In the, the day, we're gonna have to do what we have to, what we need to do, to get change. And that doesn't concern or worry us. The concern or worry is what's going on outside of basketball, outside of the bubble, in our communities, in our families, uh, with our people. So playing basketball or not playing basketball is never really a concern. It doesn't really worry us. Uh, but, yeah, it would obviously take away some young kids' dreams and some of our dreams of playing the game as a job, which is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I so said we always find a way to play basketball again. You know, there's other there's going to be courts, places, there's going to be gyms. Um, you know, if we really want to play, we'll find it. But we can't assume that there's always going to be a place for our communities and our people to be safe. You know, so that's the biggest concern. Did you feel like obviously the job's not done in terms of pushing for social change, but um, did you guys feel like you accomplished what you wanted to in the bubble in terms of uh, social justice? For the most part, we obviously wanted to do more. It's hard to do more when you're playing every other day. We're not able to talk 
um, especially when we compete against each other. We're not able to talk as much as we'd like to. Um, but with the short time span of with the shutdown to the restart of, again, in the bubble, uh, I think we got some good things on the table and some good things in the works, which was a win for us uh, to be able to get some of those things done or some of those things on the table and conversations or things worked on in the span of two days. You mm. can't beat that. So that's why we went back to work. Cause we're like, you know what? We got things that we wanted to get some things done to make some change. Obviously uh, we obviously want more. It's still not justice being done for, you know, some of these families. Uh, but you know, we see changes happening. So, you know, we can go back to playing. And I think using our platform here was the smartest way for us to be together as a united front and to continue to keep those names and, and awareness alive of what's going on around in our communities. I, you mentioned this earlier. Uh, there are reports that the next season is scheduled to start for now, unless until the union agrees, uh, scheduled to start December 22nd with training camp beginning December 1st. Uh-huh. Um, I guess, first, what are your thoughts on that? And uh, it, what are your thoughts on that? We'll go with that first. <laughs> I mean, obviously, the teams that went to the finals, our thoughts are, holy shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's mm-hmm. a quick turnaround. And obviously, I made a joke about it. You've seen this going viral in the last interview. Um, you know, people take everything so serious that, I, you know, I, I don't think everything is, of course, I don't think LeBron's going to. No, our, our team, we have an old team. <laughs> a lot of our team would prefer not to start that early. You know, a lot of our team, it was a joke that a lot of our team would not show up, you know, for training camp and be late. But obviously we got a job to do we're going to do our job if we need to show up then we'll show up we do what we need to do but if we had a preference or we had suggestions to the league or whatever we would suggest to start later we would prefer to not start on that date because it would be tough on our not just our bodies but our minds and you know a lot of these guys obviously want to maximize on the league wants to maximize on the dollar and you know tv time and also when it's safe for people to go into arenas, if they can save going to arenas, cool. Um, I don't know if it'll be safe by then. Um, but at the same time, you know, we don't want to lose our careers by turn that too quick of a turnaround. Cause mm-hmm. you get that quick of a turnaround and your body, especially guys, you're 16, you're 18 for LeBron. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, some guys 16, 17, some guys 13, 14, um, that quick of a turnaround, not just on your mind, but body could break down. And that could be a career ending thing if you're trying to you know do too much within a year. Um, so it was being mindful as it made a joke. You know, headlines out of the whole interview was, you know, I, I think that we're not we're not going to show up. You know, what I'm saying? we're not going to be there. Yeah. In case but, you missed it, Danny said that, I guess uh, he said doesn't think LeBron. Well, no, I doesn't think you said guys like LeBron might not show up for the first month of the of the new season. Yeah. It's like I said, some guys probably won't be there. I said, I'm, I'm not going to said if you guys start 20 seconds, I said, I'm not going to be there. But it was just a joke. A joke um, okay. And uh, I mean, obviously, I'll be at training camp. I always show up to work. Uh, I don't <laughs> miss many games. I don't miss any practices. Um, and I'm the same with all my teammates. But um yeah, I think a lot of guys would prefer not to be during that time. I made the joke. I went viral saying that I don't think that I w- I'm not going to be there. I won't show up. And everybody's like, you know, well, you're not relevant anyway. You don't need to be there. You get <laughs> oh you get paid enough money to show up. I can't believe you're complaining. There's people over here in the military over here. To, I get that. I'm not complaining. It's a joke. One, two. Uh, we will show up, but we just prefer to start later, obviously, for mental, emotional, and physical reasons. We would like to be fresher. You heard it here first. Danny Green will show up to training camp, as will everyone else. Hey, guys, wanted to tell you guys about Bet Online real quick. As you know, football is back in full swing. And while you might not be at a game this year, you still can be on, in on all the action at Bet Online. 
BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on all their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering with on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Just head over to BetOnline today to take advantage of all their great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I'm curious, do you feel like the December start date is is feasible in terms of getting the NBA back on track towards the, you know, um, October or September to June. Yeah. I mean, we've done that before, you know, it's not like when the lockout happened last time we started in December. Mm -hmm. I don't remember we did 66 games. I think I remember because as San Antonio Spur, we celebrated that year because I think we still won 50 games in 66. I think it was like, we were, so it was, it was an accomplishment for us. We had a lot of fun. We didn't, I don't think we made it to the final. We didn't make it to the finals that year. I think it was OKC maybe, um, mm-hmm. but we did 66 games. We had playoffs and ended right on you know right on time. Um, I don't know if they'll do it that way. I, th- I still think it's still feasible to do, um, not ending right on time, but we can end at a, a pretty good time or date, even if it starts in January. Um, but yeah, if they start in December, which everybody they want the Christmas game, they love the Christmas game. Everybody wants that. Um, plenty of time to finish the season in time and have, I guess, the Olympics or whatever else and guys get back on track and have the summers to themselves because it's a weird off season that we have, you know, fall and winter right now. Um, but right. I'm going to enjoy it regardless. You know, I'm, I'm going to be you know, find the kids. It's first time anybody wants to go, you know, south of the border or South America and experience a summer there, you know, that type of deal. So, um, but yeah, I think they want to get back on track because of the Olympics and, and, you know, get our schedule back to where it was before. And that can happen regardless of when we start. It's just going to take some time. So, so ideally, when would you prefer to start? And what, how many regular season games do you think uh, should be played, I guess, to, to give everyone ample rest uh, and give time between playoffs and Olympics? Well, it depends on what, when they want to end. But I think ideally most guys would rather start after, you know, in 2021, so after the new year um, in January. I think that's good enough rest. I'm sure a lot of guys would like to start end of January or February. But even if you said you start then, I think – Depends on when you want to end. I think you could still get 70 games, you know. So mm-hmm. I think that would be ideal. Then you get, you know, probably do without maybe one or two preseason games <laughs> instead of six, you know, probably two preseason games, maybe three scrimmages the or something. NFL. Yeah, and then get right to it. And then, you know, I don't know how to do series, playoff series. Um, so it all depends also on if we do a bubble or not again. If well, I was going to ask that. Or multiple bubbles, we don't know. So if the arena is open or not. Um, but I think guys prefer to play in front of fans and be back in their arenas and in their home cities. But there's a lot of variables that come into play when it comes to that type of decision. Yo, I was going to mention that next. Uh, do you think a bubble format, I guess, would 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 work for you guys? Would you be open for that? Open? I mean, I mean, we've done it already, so it's not like. Well, it's tough to stay away from family for that long. So I mean, if you can, you know, say I, I prefer I not think to. We're, yeah. It's. Of course. I mean, we prefer not to before this bubble, but it's not like we don't not going to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're open to anything to get to, to, to play, obviously, and to work. But uh, obviously, when you, ha- you have a job, you prefer, oh, I prefer to work over here. I prefer to work in this office mm-hmm. instead of a cubicle. I prefer, uh, you know, up top and instead of in a basement, you know what I'm saying? Um, but doesn't mean you're going to get it, um, but you're open to working wherever, you know, that's, that's how it is. So, yeah, we're open to it. Um, is it ideal? No. But, you know, if we have to do it again, we'll do it again. 
we would like to be set back in our arenas with our fans. Um, but I said, I don't make those decisions on my calls above my pay grade, but you know, we only put in our suggestions of what we like to do and what's what we prefer, but doesn't mean we're going to get that. Got a couple more for you real quick. Um, looking back at your, your titles, um, 2014, 2019, 2020, uh, which one is your, if you can pick one, your favorite, uh, and if you can't, I guess, what was the biggest challenge in each one of those runs? You can't, I can't, man. You know, it's, it's like saying, you know, pick, you have three kids, pick your favorite child. <laughs> you know, you love them all, but you'll love them all differently. Um, obviously, some are better than others. Some more disciplined, some have a little more trouble in school, some maybe a little more street smart. Um, but you love them all for their personalities and how they, you know, came about and who they are. Um, what's your second part of your question? Uh, I guess the most challenging uh the most challenging part of each run, uh, you know, for you? Well, obviously, this one was the most challenging overall. And obviously, the challenging part being in a bubble, in a pandemic, being away from family, being away from dogs, being away from fiance for two months, um, that type of deal. <clears throat> 2014, uh, the toughest one, the toughest part about that is because the journey, the road, it was a two-year journey to get that because we lost right. in 2013. Mm-hmm. And the 2014 year was a, a tough-ass year just – um, especially, you know, Pop, we prepared every game like playing for Miami. And, um, you know, Pop was tough on us that year, if rightfully so. Um, you know, we're trying to get back to that point. Uh, so 2013, going all the way that way, especially as a youngin, you've never gone that far, played that long of a season, and have a quick turnaround 2014. I think that's the hardest thing is for teams to go back to back because of how short the offseason is and how many obligations you have. And just trying to stay mentally locked in for another year of doing it again. Right. And going that far. Um, so going back to back years in the finals is mentally draining, but I've been lose 2013 short off season of, uh, of hell, because, you know, you're just thinking about that shot. So many things could have changed. If Ray Allen doesn't hit that shot, you know, um, so many different outcomes, so many different uh, in your favor. So many, you could add another ring, you know, I could have been in, you know, other things could have been added to resume. You never know. I could have been, you know, finals MVP. You know, there's so many things that could have, that could have came across the board sure. from that happening. So having to think about that the whole summer, even though it was a short summer, and having to work out with that, that chip on your shoulder and that on your mind, and that whole year trying to get back there and prepare for it made that route, you know, very tough. And that's what made it the most challenging, of you know, losing and then coming back and obviously sweet, bittersweet. You know, it was sweet to get the victory, but sweet because we had a chance to play against a team that we lost to the previous year. So we got lucky to have the opportunity again. Um, so that was a tough road, and now five years later. You know, it took five years to get back and then obviously being traded and being in another country, in another new city um, after having a groin injury. Um, so that's what made it challenging. And obviously, in the East, people say it's, the Eastern Conference is weak, but it wasn't that t- it wasn't that, that, that weak. You know, I think it wasn't weak at all. We had some battles, man. We had seven games with Philly, six games with Milwaukee. We were down 0-2. Uh, we lost the first game in Orlando. Um, you know, we, we had some tough battles, man. Even Golden State, we, with them being injured and hurt, Won six games, you know, there was every game, try to win game five. Every game was a battle and it was tough, man. So um, very challenging, man, to going through that process of those years. And this one, of course, the bubble. Um, so they're all very hard to do, but I can't pick one as a favorite. I love them all. And they're all just unique and different in their ways. And I'm going to continue to remember, remember the great things about them and obviously remember how tough it was to get them. Would you have won Finals MVP uh, that year? Because I think you set the record for three pointers in in the finals. I don't, you never know. I don't know. I'm just saying if he doesn't. We obviously would get a ring. That that's the main right, thing yeah. that's on my mind. You know, so many things you're thinking about that, and so many different outcomes. But I was getting a ring. There's so many other things that could have been added to, you know, 
our guys' individual accolades. Timmy, right. Tony, yeah. they could have been, you know, another ring for them. You know, who knows could have been MVP. You know, cool. Tim at the time Kawhi was emerging um, as an MVP, but there's so many other guys that played well mm-hmm. um, that could have been a possibility. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that could have been wow. a different storybook. You know, different storybook for me if I that you know what kind of route that goes. You know, but um, you never know. I said I don't know. It was a possibility, um, but because of that one shot, it changed the whole outcome of everything. You know, so that's wild. That's so wild. That could that could change a guy's career. It could change a guy's life. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. some guys in Miami could have changed their. You know what I'm saying? You never know. Change some of our guys on our San Antonio Chris. Some guys that aren't our team that year in 2013 didn't get a chance to experience in 2014. You know, right. so yeah. What's I guess final one for you is what's the what's the key going to be for you guys uh, to repeat? Obviously, you guys can make moves and all that, but what's the key for you guys to repeat? Um, I think just getting everybody back. That's going to be the toughest part, and keeping everybody healthy, uh, mentally more so, physically, mentally, emotionally. If we can get everybody back and guys can stay fresh. Um, if we depend on when the restart is and mm-hmm. we can you know stay locked in, um, I think we'll be okay because we're we're just starting to scratch this. I think we're just starting to reach our potential. I think we can still be better. We can still be great. We can still be better than we played this year. We had great moments, mm-hmm. um, but I think because it, we have so many different, we have so much talent, we have so much depth. It was hard for co- the coaching staff to you know figure out whose minutes, who's you know, plays for some people. It was only one basketball. Right. Um, so we're all just getting used to it. And sometimes that takes a year. So for us to win a championship without us not really having the, you know, the greatest feel for each other to start or throughout the whole series or throughout the whole season um, is amazing. So if we get a second year with it, with this group, we know our roles, we know, we know each other's, you know, mannerisms and mm-hmm. uh, we know each other's thought process and IQ and what, what spots they like, you know, so, so it'd be a lot easier for everyone to adjust to that and, we know how to be efficient in, in our roles, even more efficient, which would only make us a better team. So toughest task is really on RP and, and, and Coach Vogel, uh, figuring out how to get guys back and how to you know keep the system going to keep everybody mentally and emotionally fresh. Playoff Rondo is a real thing, huh? Oh, for sure. I mean, shit, Rondo is a real thing. You, you play, it's, it's just tough because so we have so many guys. We have Avery. We, Avery didn't decide to go to bubble, but that doesn't happen. You split in minutes. Avery, AC, Doe, it's hard to get a rhythm. So many guys playing and playing well. Uh, Doe wasn't able to do that throughout the season um, because of his limited minutes, limited time, also injuries he had. Um, so, you know, obviously he got the opportunity and he's great. He's always been great. He's great at what he does and he's got the, the rhythm and time to do it. So, um, you know, he just picked up full steam. You know, he obviously had an injury in the bubble too. Imagine if he didn't have an injury. But um, he was fresh. You know, he hadn't been there the whole time, so it kept him mentally fresh. Oh. And um, you know, he he got to it the way he needed to, and just picked up you know picked up steam and kept the, the ball rolling for us for himself. So you know, he he's amazing, man. He's good at what he does, man. He's a guy that we all love and respect because of how smart he is. He's a basketball genius, and um, he knows all the angles of everything. Who who ended up winning that Madden tournament? I think Quinn did. Quinn Cook. I, really? I don't I'm not sure, but I think he, he's. To my eyes, from my understanding, he's probably the best player by far for them. So it was easy to to guess that. But um, I'm not sure. I'm not positive. I wasn't involved in the Madden tournament. But yeah. Oh, you weren't? Okay. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, Danny, anything you want to plug before we let you go? Nah, man. Big shout out to you. Appreciate you having me on, man. Shout out to Inside the Green Room. <clears throat> Obviously, that's the podcast we have. We're doing a finale soon. Shout out to Call to the Booth. That's Harrison's new podcast he does with his football thing oh. and keep um so those guys are great man big love to them a big love to everybody um around the city man the fans of la um looking forward to seeing what happens with 
free agency draft. Um, good luck to those guys. Um, also looking forward to seeing when we restart. So it's going to be interesting. Well, Danny, thank you very much for joining us. Um, Amjad, I also want to shout out to you. Thank you for making this happen. Um, you guys can follow me at Tomer Zarly on Twitter and Instagram. That's T-O-M-E-R-A-Z-A-R-L-Y. Danny, where can they follow you? Uh, Green Ranger 14. Um, obviously inside the green room on uh, Instagram socials. But it's a big shout out to Jed as well, man. He's MVP of the bubble time because he's the one uh, house sitting in the crib and get mm. everything in order and he helped me clean the crib. You know, the last couple of days took about two or three days to get everything done. So big shout out to Amjad for that. But um, he also said Green, Green Ranger 14 and inside the green room uh, on Twitter. It's green room inside, but be green for, underscore 14 on Twitter. Hating hours are closed, guys. This guy's a champion. No hating hours. Um, <laughs> if you guys like the podcast, please leave us a five-star review wherever you guys get your podcast, whether it's Apple, Google Play, Spotify, we're everywhere, iHeart as well. Um, any comments, questions, suggestions, or concerns, leave those for us as well. Uh, open to hearing those. Hopefully looking to get Phil Handy uh, on in a couple of weeks. We'll see if we get him on. Uh, but Danny, again, thank you very much. Uh, congratulations on your third championship ring. Uh, enjoy the offseason while it lasts. Yeah. I, hope you, I hope you get an extended rest, but um, we'll see. We'll see. Congratulations thank, again. Thank you, my man. I appreciate you. All right, man. Thank you very much. See you guys yep. next time. Yep. Take it easy.